Welcome to Who Put This On, Season 5, Episode 23, where we watch The Boulet Brothers' Dragula, Season 3, Episode 1. I'm Chris Lorenz. I'm Harrison Hoffman. Hey, this is James. This is Brian. This is uh, Maxi Glamour. They made it easy for me this week. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone. If this is your first time watching or listening, I guess. Uh, we watch a different reality show each week where we watch one episode, discuss how good, bad, in utter minutia. So welcome as we watch the show. Harrison, why don't you tell us what it is? Ten queens must slay the competition and put their fiercest, filthiest faces forward for the chance to be crowned the world's next drag super monster. That's the Boulet Brothers Dragula on Netflix. And out TV, some sort of Canadian broadcast. So there you have it. Uh, this is a this is an interesting one. It's like RuPaul mixed with like Halloween costumes. It's very like they're they're committed to this bit. They're not just Halloween costumes. This is a Halloween horror nightmare show. Let's be yeah. well, I mean, it's got like, some very clear. They they are not messing around. It's definitely like RuPaul, like combined with like hot, like horror movies. How about that? Where fear factor. <laughs> fear factor. factor? There's definitely some fear factor in this. I'll give you that. Uh, so I'll give a, a broad overview of what happens in this episode. Uh, some weird things happen. Take it away. So it kicks off. The show kicks off with a skit where somebody's in an ambulance and the ambulance and somebody dies. Yeah. There's just like this horror skit that has nothing to do with the rest of the show. We got to talk about that. that doing an yeah. job explaining this. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. Horror <laughs> skit. We'll get to that. Then they introduce the 10 contestants and the two main hosts. And the hosts and the contestants are dressed up in drag and weird costumes and completely ignored. Then they go backstage and there's a lot of just drama between the 10 contestants. We get to know them all. And there's some great quotes from them introducing themselves, which we'll get to. Uh, then they dress up as super villains. Uh, they get judged in their super villain costumes. They pick the top one, the bottom two with two extra judges, blah, blah, blah. We'll get to it, I guess. And the bottom two have to go on a challenge, which is skydiving. And one person doesn't do it. So they're kicked off. And when you get kicked off, you do a horror movie skit where you die, where somebody murders you, which was really fun. If you lose in the I'm game, you lie. die in real life. Well, <laughs> they die in real life. That yeah. was, uh, that was really fun. So, uh, uh, that, that was the, the general overview of this episode. And it was, it was pretty long. It was a long episode. It's a 50, yeah. Yeah, it was like 50 minutes. Like that's longer than like any reality show I think we've ever done. Because Chris, that was impressive. You just crushed that description. That was the most succinct thing I've heard in a while of a great way to sum up this hot mess of a show. You nearly lost the wheels towards the end, but then you really brought it home. <laughs> I, I was really, I was really nervous for you, but uh, I got, I got to give it to you. That, that was impressive. All right, all right. Th- thanks, James. <laughs> we gotta talk. We gotta this talk about the beginning of this nice. thing. You what is this? What is this skit thing? This is I'm introing so the host. Confused. It was introing the hosts. 
Those are the hosts? Yeah. The Boulet brothers were the two people underneath the... Um, oh, no way. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was not clear at all. Was I the only one that got that? Yeah, I have no, no idea. No, it was very that. obvious. <laughs> In what way? That was the only right now we're... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Take a step back. So no eyes? <laughs> there, there, yeah. was, there was some guy that he was, like, dying. Then, like, two people came in an ambulance and then the person no, that so got up and murdered them like who was the brutal okay, there, there is like a morgue and there are two dead bodies in the morgue it may be a hospital it doesn't matter they are loaded into an ambulance uh the people in the ambulance are like sort of talking rumors about you know i heard they you know cut somebody up and then put makeup on them you know just drag jokes and then uh, these two sort of seemingly dead corpses wake up and kill everybody in the ambulance. And then they kill a third guy who walks across the ambulance, and that's about it. Anyway, they're the hosts, oh, the Boulay brothers. Okay, okay. okay. That makes way I, more sense. I have one correction. There's one correction. They are not dead in the beginning. They say that, like the two hospital workers say that like oh they're sedated enough for like to be out for months. And it's just foreshadowing that, like, oh, they're going to wake up during this whole thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. So it was just a weird way. We all said, like, is this a reality show? Like, what's going on here? So that's kind of the intro we're talking about. Theatrics are too much. Uh, And that's it. We're going to move on from that. There's nothing really to say from that. But uh, let's see. Uh, It's unclear. So that when they intro all the contestants, like, they're all just dressed up as, as what? Like, they're just dressed up as something. And I was Maybe very confused. Go-to. But why was that not a competition there? Like, wh- what's the point of having them to sit there and dress up? To okay. Not, so, like, so, let me explain for our listeners. Okay. So, the 10 contestants who are drag queens or kings, uh, you know, they show up. You don't want them to just be there in their normal state, their wake up out of bed state. You want, to be, you want them to be dressed up in some sort of thing. And Chris is like, what's the theme? Blah, blah, blah. The theme is just be dressed up. That's what you do on this show. I mean, the theme is be dressed up in some kind of scarier, terrifying way. Right? Some of them were, yeah, it's sort like, of scary. Definitely like, horror theme, like all the time. It's like horror, yeah. grotesque, Halloweeny. I don't know how else Spooky. to describe it. <laughs> there was somebody dressed uh, up that looked like Dobby, and got called Dobby at some point. It was like some oh, what, some guy in white with a long nose that looked really, yeah. like bad yeah. and weird. <laughs> One of them only uses masks. That was Dobby. It was great. Yeah. That um, was a highlight of the episode. <laughs> it was a hell of an intro for all these people. How many people are on? There were so many. I totally lost track of how many people are on the show. I think there's, there's 10 people. We're not going to go over them because no one remembers any who they are. So. No, for sure. Just like, but what's the rough like? Are we talking like 10, 12? There's 10, 10 people. 10. Okay, thank you. I, it's um, like there was 20. The, the whole beginning of the show is just like very, very unsettling though. It's like there's this kind of weird skit and then the hosts come out and they're like, they have these insane white, pure white eyes and they're dressed up like in a terrifying way. Basically, like, I'm not sure <laughs> how to describe matching. it. They're, yeah, they're, they're t- these these are the Boulet <laughs> brothers, who the show is named who the show is named after. But yeah, it's just like, and then all these contestants come out, and they're all like 
there, there's people dressed in crazy ways. There's someone who's like, you know, mouth is like sewn shut. There's like all kind, like just the most horrific costumes. Like it is like a really unsettling way to start this. And like, this, like the show definitely really kind of caught me off balance for the first part of it for sure. And then kind of when we transition into this next part, I kind of started to get a little bit better, better of a feel for it. I mean, so side yeah. tangent here. I, I want to, uh, we have to have our tangents. So like every year we do like a Halloween esque show or two, and they're usually just like the worst shit on TV. They're just like terrible. They're like super generic cooking show or like I went into this house and pretended I heard shit or I'm looking for some thermals. Like, is this dumb? Like, this is my best. This is the best Halloween show I've ever seen. Bottom of that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That travesty will not stand, Chris. What? You can't just be tossing around the Sasquatch show in the bottom of there. The Sasquatch show is not Halloween themed at all. Yeah, I was really trying to refer to ghost adventures or ghost stuff, but like. Hey, well, there's only one good use of thermals, and everyone knows that it's. (laughs) Anyway, back to this show which is the best Halloween-themed reality show I've ever seen. Like, the music was very scary, like, setting the tone really well. All the challenges were done really well. Like, they're spooky. They're, like, really trying to bring the horror vibes to the whole thing. So, like... You know, there's nothing spookier than jumping out of an airplane. They definitely tried to make things spookier than they really are. So, like, a valid point, Max. <laughs> like when they're all on the backstage, like gossiping, like that's not spooky, Max. They're just talking backstage. But like they tried to play music to make it seem spookier than it really was, like throughout the whole episode. But I think I think it was more than just lip service to spookiness. Okay. Uh, let's let's bring it back to. <laughs> They intro these 10 car- ten people, they intro themselves, and then they have to pick quote-unquote contracts where they, like, pull rocks. And if they there's one rock that has, you win a trip after the, the competition. The other rock is, like, something bad will happen. And they tee it up at, you read it, we're not going to know until you get it. And then you get it, and then they figure out that they have to eat live spiders. And this dude, fear factor. Or this person like just comes in, takes this like glass vial of spiders and just shooters it. He just shoots them down his throat. Like it just, it's so quick. You're just like not over- prepared. Good God. I'm so, it was so terrifying. This was, I couldn't watch the screen. One, they were the tiniest spiders I've ever seen. Two, there were not that many spiders in that jar. Three, they just dumped it over their head, and at least 90% of the spiders just did not go in their mouth. So, like, oh, yeah. I don't know if he ate one spider there. But, uh... I think they got one. But, but like, an attempt was made. On the it was done super well, though. Like, Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, I can't watch that guy. I can't watch it. I just assumed it wasn't going to be real spiders. Like it was going to be like fake spiders with some, but no, those are real spiders. And oh, yeah. that would, it just gave me some Tony time vibes. Just oh, yeah. ready to eat whatever he wants. 
Man, not a lot of food challenges in the last challenge. There's that was the only food challenge. There was not that many food challenges. Name one. In what? The last challenge. <laughs> the last challenge. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. Brian's been it so many times. There's not been a lot of food challenges in the last episode of the challenge or the last season of the challenge. Oh, we can't be talking about the challenge. We'll go. Get, I know it was a tangent. Chris, Chris, I have something to say. Okay, Max. Okay, on the challenge, did you know that Tony's name is actually Charles? That's okay. Uh, That's so now they're in. The, they're backstage. And then they go around the table talk saying their real names and exactly like what their quote unquote drag life is or something. I don't know. There's some really good quotes from this section. I'll I think it's probably a valid time to read some of those quotes instead of the okay. our questions at the end, which a lot of these would definitely go there because they're like not super interesting, but they over think overall they're pretty pretty funny. Uh, somebody said that they were classic Tanya Harding drag. Uh, so if you want to get beat up, let her know. So I think that's still the case. So if you run into whoever that was that said that, you can get beat up. Uh, somebody also said they haven't electrocuted anyone yet on the show. Uh, I don't know if that means that somebody was electrocuted last season or the season before. I think that's what that would insinuate, right? Yeah. That would be, would that be more spooky horror show to you, Harrison, than jumping out of a plane? I mean, oh, 100%. It's definitely more of a, more of a spooky situation. I mean, I think that when the plane jump kind of happened, it kind of broke the spooky vibe a little bit. Like they, they, they go outside and it's daylight and they're kind of interacting with other like real people. And it just kind of got weird. All right, uh, next quote I've got. Brian, do you have a quote written down? So there was, like, one guy who was just burning everybody, and he made this burn on, like, Hollow, who described herself as, like, a post-binary socialist with a penchant for anarchy. It makes no <laughs> fucking sense. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, I had that down. Dude, uh, too. Who, you know who that guy was? Because, like, that was you- unreal how much he's burning. Oh, I don't know. I know who that uh, the person was. was the the one person. In- was it the one in sort of pink or salmon? Uh, I don't think so. Um, uh, but yeah, Hollow uh, yeah. was very, very, you know, much respect for the non-binary folk out there. This person describes himself as a post-binary socialist. They're just asking to be not liked by people, to be honest. Yeah. All right. I got another quote here for you guys. Somebody described themselves as a technicolor psychopathic sex clown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the donut person, I think. Uh, I thought that was a that's a great quote. Uh, I don't know if this is a drag specific thing, but everyone's calling it themselves like to other people like bitches, which is uh, that, it, that's a drag. Yeah. I think if Annabeth was uh, here, I. Could get some good answers. Chris, what is fishy? Okay, yeah. So somebody dropped quote unquote the fish bomb. So fishy, according to the RuPaul website, the RuPaul wiki, fishy is like looking passing as a woman while you're in drag. 
it is a reference to how a vagina smells sometimes. So fishy <laughs> means you uh, pass as a woman. So they they didn't describe that in the show at all. Like somebody said, oh, you look fishy. And they're like, oh, no, you didn't drop that fish bomb. And then we're like, what? I mean, there was like you're, multiple, you're, you're multiple people went in and out of their like confessionals talking about fishy. And we're like, what, what's fishy? So like, I don't know if we're the tar- target audience for the show at all. Like they're not introing. We anything. are not the target audience for this show. Probably, I guess. Not the target audience for most shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Do I have another quote written down? Hold on. Let me. Uh... Um, somebody said that they were aiming for the three S's: sexy, spooky, and sparkly, which I thought was great. I thought I was sex. I wrote down sexy, sequency, sparkly. Nah, it's gotta be sexy, spooky, and sparkly. I mean, that's what a a person, a regular person, would have said. Um, let's see. There was also an interesting segment where, like, one of the girl, one of the women or guys were like, uh, "Who do you think is gonna kicked out first? Like, and then they aired like the whole, everyone talking about it. Like, why do I care what they like them just burning each other and about who's gonna get kicked out? Like, it was just such a weird segment. That's it's just, just a lot. Airtime. It's just the the producer saying, "Hey, you have to talk about this and just burn people." But like, I think that I like that's just a primary it. entertainment factor. Like, it's just I want to burn people, and then you just gotta. They keep on doing the zingers and like these type of shows. RuPaul's Drag Race was big on zingers, and that's like the primary form of entertainment. Some people like to manufacture drama. This is just uh, above it. I've got another quote. Uh, somebody said that they were a chameleon Sasquatch because they were their outfit like was hiding all of their like hair. Um, so let's see what else do I have written down? The person with the mask said something like, um, "I'm from Canada and I'm two thousand years old or something like that." They were like yeah. fully committed. So, to yeah, drag for two thousand years or something. That was great. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't in this segment, but like before this, the hosts were like, I think in their intro segment, they were like, drag, filth, horror, glamour, as like, I guess, the theme for the show. It was kind of weird um, in terms of like why horror and then went to glamour after that. Um,. I guess after this, they come back the next day, right? And they all, well, actually they plan what their outfits are going to be. But the show doesn't make it very clear to us that they're trying to make be supervillains. Like, we didn't get that they were trying to be supervillains until, like, they came out on stage. Or the, yeah, the hosts were like, now here are the supervillains. We're like, this was supposed to be supervillains? Uh, I did. They did a terrible job of like introing this like challenge. Well, I mean, there was basically no intro, and like one weird thing that happened is they were all like, you know, getting in like in, in, in their makeup and like doing their costumes and everything, and they seemed like they were pretty early and kind of getting ready. And then like the loudspeaker comes on, like went went like like the show floor, whatever it's called, is opening right now like whatever like oh no i'm not done you said we're gonna have three hours and they kind of like scramble to get everything ready 
But then they came out and they all looked like perfect and not, you know, rushed at all. So I'm not really sure what happened in the middle there. Like, this was really I mean, weird. Think- they were like in half makeup, right? And then they came out on the stage in full like outfits. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't just like, oh, like, their makeup was done. stuff. People had made like all sorts of stuff and like fabricated things. I don't know. Like, I don't, it, it was it was just like they jumped the gun and the show did a terrible job at two things. One, the transition from that scene and not explaining why there was a time crunch and then immediately jumping to now where you're somehow done. And then second, not teeing up what the theme or the rules or like the <laughs> guidelines were in any sort of way. And so you're just left blind. And so the first person walks out and you're like, what in the hell is that? <laughs> That's the wildest thing I've ever seen. And then like five people deep are like, oh, there's like, there's a theme. Okay. I kind of get what's going on here, but terrible job. Like, this has to be one of the worst production moments that like we've seen of like the entire podcast. Like, uh, it was terribly explained. So I, I got two things for you, Mac, for Max James. So one thing was that the Boulay brothers came out on stage and said super villains before anyone else came out. So like I got it then, but I could still see how you'd miss it to not yeah. understand that they're super villains. Yeah. And then two, this isn't, this like shows in a weird state where like, part like most of what like people want to watch is like them coming out on stage and seeing their outfits and costumes mm-hmm. and you don't want to spoil it realistically by showing them like getting ready like i could see that kind of spoiling that that like that like moment so like i could see why they wouldn't want to show it so like the this like bit the time's running out is super weird but it's an excuse to not show. I, I don't understand why they did that, but like, I could see why we didn't get like more of what was going on and how they were. Constructed. Yeah, I, I get knocking them for not showing me the evolution of their costume. That's fine. I'm knocking them purely for not teeing up the segment. Oh, yeah, sure. Like that's what I really have a beef with here. Yeah, I think this that comes down to just like the people watching the show and the people they think are watching the show, like have seen all of this and know exactly what's going. Oh, sure. I they're mean, like, like they're like RuPaul experts yeah. and you've just like watched it and you, 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 you know, it's coming. So like, well, now that you know what the show is like as a person that has never seen the show, I had no idea what was going on. Totally. Like if I were to watch another episode, it would not be as much of a surprise. So I totally get there. But as a first time viewer, incomprehensible was happening. No, it, it gets some dinks for sure, James, for sure. Max, you had your hand up earlier. Yeah, um, so we're already at kind of the costume reveal section, but there is one segment that we didn't cover earlier that I think we really need to dig into, which is there's somebody who has staples in their face and they ask if other people want to pull the staples out of their face. Yeah, cool. this is really cements the like horror part of this whole show. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> All of us were losing our minds when this first came up, and she was been wearing them for hours, quote unquote, like nuts. This is also yeah. hollow, right? This is like the same yeah. uh, yeah. post-binary socialist. Person. Yeah, I don't she's know. metal as fuck. Well, then she stapled somebody else. Like, hey, do you want to get stapled? And they were like, yeah. When I got a tattoo here, it was super painful. This was nothing. And then somebody tried to pull out the staple. 
someone tried to I just did it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Someone tried to pull that person's staple. That was horrific. It looked like their skin was about to rip off. It was terrible. Uh, it, James was about to kill me after seeing this part of the episode. <laughs> oh, this was horrible. I mean, that leads into her costume reveal for the supervillain, and I can't believe she didn't win with this. She put staples all over her face, and then they tied it to her fingers, and like just pulled her finger, like pulled the fingers and pulled her skin. It looked incredibly painful and like intriguing all at the same time. Like it was. You should be a judge. I'm practicing. I'm practicing. It's got to be the the cover of this. Uh, I think. I think so. I think if you look in our show description, you will see a photo of this, or it could be too disturbing. I don't know. Are we 18 plus podcasts? Like, yes, we are now. Uh, yeah. I can't believe this one. She like went so deep. She had so many staples in her face. Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, anyone else have any other notable costumes that were out there? All right, go ahead, James. Okay, so this one wasn't the notable costume, but you mentioned tattoos. And oh, yeah. I think the person you're talking about uh, later goes on in the show to explain uh, their tattoo origins. And it turns out that this person um, did their first tattoos at the age of 14 to themselves. Yeah. Whoa. There's some weird I didn't people that. on the show. Self. And like to be fair, like the tattoos, like from what you could see, like look pretty good, like from at least whatever they showed of it. Um, but my goodness, I just couldn't imagine whew. I, I didn't know that was a thing that people do. Uh, there's that's like a prison uh, tattoo, but your prison is your home like your home. <laughs> you're just doing it at home. Can I tell you guys a fun family story? Sure, Max. <laughs> All right. I have a cousin. He's really cool. He's in like punk bands. Um, one time, actually, I'm going to hang out with him tomorrow. But anyway, one time he's over at uh, my parents' place with me. And uh, he's showing my mom, who's a doctor, a tattoo he did to himself of the word like family on his thigh. My mom is like, you know, out loud saying, oh, wow, cool. But I know deep in the back of her mind, she is screaming, why the fuck would you tattoo yourself? Anyway, he leaves. She asks me, why the fuck would you tattoo yourself? And yeah, that's some family history. <laughs> why Why is her mom's like, why does she speak her mind? Why is she just trying to be so polite? Like, um, she She's a complicated lady. <laughs> okay. Uh, so another contestant that came out, which I am very confused by, and I hope someone can explain this to me. She came out as a meat. She was just a giant piece of meat. And I was, yeah. What what kind of supervillain is this, Brian? Can you tell me? Because I, I have, I am mystified. <laughs> she made the joke that like, uh, she was like the enemy of like vegans everywhere. But I mean, like, it's just, I think she described it as like meat, like pollutes a lot. It does a lot of damage to the environment. Like it's a, it's bad to just eat that. So it's like a supervillain thing. Like it's just such an evil meat thing. So bad. Like I, can't I don't even get it really. Like I'm just immediately. Uh, some of the, some of what the judges said were like, uh, she's a grocery store mascot. 
she can fight the vegan, which there's somebody on the Pesajos vegan. But man, dude, she was like, it was terrible. It was like the, it was just like, <laughs> if you've seen Bob's uh, burnt, it's, it's just like two Valencia exclamation point. What was that? Valencia <laughs> exclamation point is the name of this uh, drag queen. Okay. Uh, yeah. So she. Uh, is a, in the bottom two, obviously, and then doesn't skydive because it's her number one fear or something like that. And we spend like way too long for her not to skydive, which is it was terrible. Um, the other bottom two was like somebody that was like a super Saiyan kind of outfit, who's wearing some sort of Saiyan armor, and like tried to have like the headgear from like Dragon Ball Z kind of. And it I'm actually going to say it's more of a Namekian look, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it did look bad, like comparatively to everyone else, but it was definitely trying to be more than just like leather, like Catwoman outfit, you know, like that's just boring. She was, I mean, I don't know. See. It was better than being just a steak costume. <laughs> steak. I'm still confused. Uh, so the top costume was like somebody that dressed in like white and black and had like red eyes and had like a giant D. She had a giant, you know, giant D. Oh, it was uh, Dahlia. Phrasing. Uh, <laughs> are we still saying phrasing? Um, yeah, I mean, it looked pretty good. I, I liked the America costume more, but like the uh, America costume. That, that's what, what, what is a bigger villain than America? America. Fuck Let's yeah! See. What other notes do I have written down for this segment? Uh, does anyone know who the judges were, or give a fuck about who the other two judges are? No, I see a lot of shaking heads. Artists. And some other drag queen cosplay person, I think. Uh, one thing to note about Dahlia, the one that won the black and white, is that her tits were like out there. They're huge and they looked like they're just like the worst looking fake tits. They're so bad. Uh, that That's my comment on them. But to be clear, these are not like fake tits, fake tits. These are like, you know, uh, glued to the body. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they. I have no idea. I just say this costume made it look really bad. Let's see what else do I have written down. There was somebody with like super blue eyes in their confessionals. Oh, that Is was that uh, like. Uh, I, I was their their contacts okay. that you can get. Yeah, I was just wondering if they were contacts or not. But like a, yeah, I mean, a bunch uh, of the people had like contacts that changed the color of their eyes, like. The beginning they were all white so like i assume those are contacts as well and then there's yep. the red eyes and the blue eyes and i think there's a couple others too just not as prominent uh i think one of the judges said uh slutty and demonic two of my favorite things which is that, that's a pretty that rings a bell. and then uh they'd try to do this challenge at the end I'm curious to see what the actual challenges look like when both people do them because if they both skydived 
what the, the hell? What, like, what is what? Like what now? Do they do another challenge? Do they just keep okay. escalating the fear factor? So I was thinking about this. Here's how you do it with the skydiving challenge. Whoever releases their chute further down wins. And if you just never release it, then you are the you're the winner of the season. I mean, they were they were skydiving tandems, so not sure they could do that one. But I don't know. It's not like oh, eat worms, and whoever eats the most like mealworms or whatever wins. You know, that would make sense. But like skydiving, like what? Like what? I'm so lost. I don't know. No idea. Right at right into us, because I don't think any of us are going to watch the next episode to find the figure it out. So uh, let us know exactly uh, what's going on with that. And then that's uh, that's the end of the episode. So there's, you know, nine people left. They're they're moving on to the next challenge that they may or may not describe well or not well at all. And uh, that's it. Should we move on to some questions? Should we move on to some questions? Yes, please. All right. Yeah. Um, who's the worst human being on the show? Uh, I assume most people are going to go with the staple lady because. Yeah, it's staple lady. Just uh, a post binary uh, socialist with anarchy and like just that costume with the pulling her face like. Ugh. That- really shivers. And much yeah. respect for being pulled it off. Ugh. I think another. Can I put up a second place contestant? The second place? Uh, Yaksa? Yeah, Yaska, the one who's like, I'm 20,000 years old, being pretentious with the mask. Uh, I feel like it's the one that was like burning people and at like, in. I don't remember who it was. I feel like they were worse than that person. Just like putting people down on their costumes. Yeah, I although know. I feel like that, uh, I think I know who that was. That was Madeline Hatter. So uh, um, that, that's it, a it, I'm sure that was just producers fucking with people. Yeah. So we're all the post-binary uh, uh, drag person. I think is. is uh, is our contestant or is our winner this week? Uh, is this an apex upgrade or downgrade for the host? Uh, so I didn't realize this. We watched season three, episode one. So I'm going to say neither. I mean, these people, which I have no idea who they are, have their own show. And it's like, you got RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Then you've got. How many other drag shows have you ever heard of? This one, right? So, yeah. I mean, this got to be their apex, right? Is this a popular show? I have no idea. <laughs> so, so behind the scenes on what happened was I signed up for Shudder last week to watch a movie called The Host, which we can talk about later. But on Shudder, there is a documentary on the making of this show and that's how i knew the show existed and i was like okay well we got halloween shows we got uh cookie cutter you know bacon show we got this show and we got some sort of ghost thermal show in the woods and we chose this one 
<laughs> I still disapprove of the thermal use. Reference uh, to one show. Only. <laughs> all right. So, what's the most baffling slash cringeworthy moment? Clearly, Brian, give, hands down, we beat it to death. I know we beat we beat we beat the, the top of the top. We know what it is. Everyone knows what it is. We talked about it. Brian, do you have another one? Uh, the spider chugging. That's a good one. Uh, I like where your head's at. Uh, I went through too many of my notes. I don't really have a new one. Uh, so I don't really have one. Max, do you have one? Nah. I mean, I just feel like just the whole first 10 plus minutes of the show until they actually, until you actually figure out what the fuck's happening, that's just is baffling. I have no idea. I'll give you that. that. That's good. Uh, let's move on to our favorite minor minutia. I went over a lot of my notes, so I don't really have any new ones. Brian, do you have anything? There was a great quip uh, against the uh, the Valencia exclamation point. I think it was, it's rare that someone could try and pull off a meat costume so well done. And the host said it with such a straight face, and there was no reaction. It was amazing that it didn't land. <laughs> oh, I do have one. So in the segment where they were introing all the like the costumes on stage, somebody like turned around, bent over, and like unzippered her butt and like mooned the judges. Oh yeah. That right. that goes with my bit of minutia, which is that there's somebody on this show whose name is Louisiana Purchase. <laughs> <laughs> was the one that pulled out pulled out their butt there. I mean, some great names on the show for sure. Yeah, I mean, but hands down, best name of the show. Louisiana. Oh yeah. What what about Max? What's the Max one? Max Maxi Glamour, boring. But it's got Max in it. It's no Louisiana Purchase, Chris. <laughs> it's no Louisiana Purchase. Uh, Max, do you have a minor minutia? I feel like we have a... Um, nah, I'm good. Sorry, we're cutting you off, James. Go ahead, James. No. Not going to get back to it. I don't know. Uh, one so. thing to say about the like minor minutia, though, is like... I'm gonna just going to keep cutting James off. Uh is like the segment where they show the costumes was done super well. Like thought that like they had a lot of oh, it was very well edited. Like and you got to like it felt like they were real monsters and they came out and it was just like it was just super entertaining and like a really cool vibe to it. I don't know how else to describe it, but I thought they did a really good job there. Um also the music in this show was really good. They definitely like set the vibe for the whole show. Very spooky. Very some really cool like Halloween horror music going on in the show. Uh, they didn't play the Monster Mash though. I'm not sure that's the tone <laughs> they were looking for, but yeah, they did not. Uh, it was a graveyard smash, Chris. So, <laughs> let's get some drinking rules on the books. Brian, give it to me. Every time that somebody that you're watching this with says, what the fuck out loud, you have to drink. Uh, what if you What if you say what the fuck? That's also fine. 
Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I like I like yours, but I think you got to drink when you say what the fuck to. No, for sure. But like it, it grows as you like watch it with people. Harrison, what do you got for me? Oh man, uh, I don't. I'm not where sure where to start. Rules here. I think any like quip or like uh, is a good drink. Just like what, what he, somebody's burning somebody. I feel like that happens a lot. But that's that's a good drink. Max, you have one. Uh, every time you, every second you're watching the show, take a drink. All right. We're going to die. Actually, you know, it, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not bottom of the bottom. I, I feel like if you were, if you want to really get drunk, you should just take a drink every time you see a new costume. Just like, I like hey, that. Yep. Yeah. But it's, it's not for like a, Hey, I'm going to have a casual drink. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be some drinking. Uh, let's see. What do you think the production schedule of this show is? Harrison, I know you'd love this question. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they can probably only do, like, one of these big challenges per day where they have to get dressed up and do the walk. So I feel like they probably do that, and then maybe the next day they do one of these elimination challenges, and then they do another dress-up one. I don't know. What do you mean? There's only one challenge. What do you mean? So, like, they came onto the set dressed up, but, like, I don't think they do that every week. No, well, there was, like, there was like the main challenge, which is the supervillain one, and then there's the jumping out of the airplane elimination challenge. Yeah, but I think that was, those were the same day. They were dressed the same, the same makeup, like. I guess they were kind of dressed the same. It's just, like, you were, com- I was also confused. Like, you're in the studio, it's dark, you think it's yeah. nighttime. But then they went out and it was daytime and I'm like, oh, but they look exactly the same. It's not like they did the next day and got dressed up again. That's it's certainly the same. Well, I mean, we know that that one of them at least got dressed up again to shoot that short scene or whatever where they die. True. Uh, I don't know when they're shooting that, but I I think it's a two week shoot. I think, I think there's enough going to be enough downtime that there people are going to need and like some of the challenges will last longer than like a day or like you'll need the need to do the elimination the next day or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's 10 people. Yeah. You could probably do, you could probably get this done in a couple weeks. Yeah. I think that, I think that's all, that's all we really need to know. We don't have Noah here to do any uh, internet research. So this is your half-assed. What do we think the production schedule is? Um, we already talked about who inspired the show. I don't think we need to talk about that. So let's get into our favorite question, ratings. So we do a stack ranking system where we do stack rank each reality show against other reality shows where we have top, middle, bottom. Some people stack rank in their stack ranks, which you will hear. Uh, Brian, why don't you give me your rating? I think I, think I got to put it in the bottom of the middle. Like, I don't think it was as bad as like other shows that we've seen, and I had some enjoyment. Uh, I, I got nothing else for that. <laughs> All right, Max, what do you got for me? You're muted, Max, so we cannot I, hear you. Nor can I. Sorry about that. 
Bottom of the middle sounds perfect to me. Um, just uh, so for comparison, the other two shows we had as possibilities today were decorating a cake, but it's Halloween or decorating a pumpkin and it's Halloween. Those were both going to be bottom of the bottom. We all fucking know it. This was better than that by quite a bit. Now, like, was I spooked out? Yeah, but that just means the show is doing its job. So, yeah, I'm going to say middle third, bottom of the middle. I'm never going to watch another episode, but it wasn't awful. All right, Harrison. What about you? Uh, yeah, I think kind of surprisingly, this is, this is going to be a middle third show. I think that, like, when I you know, first started watching the start of the episode, like, I thought this was definitely going to be a bottom third show because the the beget like the the first 10 or so minutes of the show is, is pretty disorienting and wild and scary in some ways and unsettling uh which is kind of like part of the point but then i think once you kind of start to understand like what the show is you kind of meet the you know contestants you see them start to you know put their you know makeup and costumes together and see like the kind of super villain stuff and all that like i think it kind of really kind of came together the costumes are, are are really cool they do a pretty good job with that stuff so i don't know middle third i don't know if i'm gonna watch more maybe i'd watch one more to see how it is but i don't know all right james what do you got for me uh i did not like the show bottom third uh it's not the most offensive show in terms of like overall so i don't know let's say like middle to bottom all right uh i agree i think it's a middle third show I think it's a little meandering, but I did enjoy like the music and the tone and just like, I think the outfits were really interesting to see. Uh, I think it's a standard competition show. So like, I don't really care to watch anymore, but like overall it was fine, which says a lot when that goes in the middle, when you've got some other garbage out there. So uh, that's it. That's our discussion of Dragula whatever boy brothers thing is anyway uh we got shout outs so uh i watched the host last week as i talked about that was pretty pretty good like i think that it's like a zoom based horror show so it's perfect for your 2020 halloween needs where you know you've been on zoom i guarantee it at this point so you know and they perform a seance through zoom and things go a little astray, which... Uh, I am definitely thinking of a different movie. Never uh, mind. <laughs> different movie, probably, because this is a Shutter exclusive. So you need to get it on Shutter. And I think, Harrison, you had a question for me. Uh, I actually had a question for Brian. Uh, I understand that you've watched that uh, Adam Sandler Netflix Halloween joint. You might want to tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Brian and I watched this together. Yeah. Oh, we watched this together. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Me, Noah, and Chris watched it. It was an enjoyable romp, as long as like you're not sober. <laughs> like <laughs> the one thing that was bad it was that like it's had like it's slow moments, but the moments that like hit home really hit home like the t-shirts yeah just keep it after those the the t-shirts are great brian i agree i think it's a good sit it's funny there's actually funny moments in it which is like better than any adam sandler movie i've seen in the last five years so like or 10 years who knows the last funny adam sandler movie i've seen so like i think this is like on an upswing i think that 
it's like it's got some water boy kind of vibes to it just like a weird guy that's just like down to earth and like good like a good guy and he's trying to do some good and like some stuff happens and there's like a interesting actual mystery that like going like plot line through that goes through the movie and uh, i i'd actually recommend it as long as you are not so i agree all right uh brian do you have any other shout outs I finally watched The Witcher. Oh. I haven't watched it until now, but I'm catching up on like all the popular shows. Next is Mandalorian. Oh, you're not going in chronological order, though, apparently. <laughs> anyway, uh, what did uh, you think of The Witcher? <laughs> that was extremely good. Like, I don't, I know why I've put it off for so long because it's just an hour-long, intense session. And I can't. I just can't binge like that anymore. Yeah, your short attention span. But we did just watch an hour reality show, so I couldn't really pay attention to that either. But like, no, <laughs> this is more like I need. I need to process this versus like I need to go do something else. <laughs> uh, Harrison, you have any shout-outs this week? Oh man, um, I don't know. So I mean, past couple of months, and I think that I'm like the latest one ever to the party on this. But I've been watching um, Avatar: The Last Airbender on Netflix uh, and Legend of Korra, and it's been really, really, really good. Um, that's stuff's all on Netflix now, so um, definitely would recommend checking that out. Yeah, yeah. Avatar season three, great stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, James, you have a shout out? No, not this week. Uh, Max, you got one. You know, I've been watching a lot of television, a lot of movies, um, and it, it, there was one thing that I watched that I enjoyed the hell out of, and I can't remember what it was. So, uh, one last shout out is uh, I don't normally advertise other podcasts, but Binge Mode is back. Uh, love me some Binge Mode. So watch Iron Man this week. They released Iron Man. They're doing all the Marvel shows, all Marvel Marvel shows, Marvel movies. So uh, I recommend getting on the Marvel chain while it's still new. Um, and that's it for us this week. You can find us on Twitter at who the song. You can find us on facebook.com slash who the song. You can email us questions and suggestions at who the song at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys next time. Um, show on FX called Oh Jerome No. It's just like uh, it's a comedy series. It's cute. It's fun. It's short. You can take care of it in two hours. It's on Hulu then? Uh, it sure is. Mm-hmm.